Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast, episode five. I'm your host, Pete Castanas, and this program is sponsored by Lincoln Carpeting. When you're thinking, Lincoln, Lincoln, better carpeting. Well, let's call National 29000. National 29000. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And now we are back. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining me for this uh, episode. Uh, today I will be talking about uh, Salerno cookies, and I will talk about other things as well on this show. Uh, first of all, those cookies were my absolute favorites. Uh, and there were two kinds – I'm sorry, there were two cookie companies in Chicago at the time when I was growing up. There was Salerno – and there was Maurice Linnell. I loved Maurice, Maurice Linnell cookies as well. And my favorite were the pinwheels. And uh, I believe there were these uh, cookies that had the cherries in the middle. Uh, I will go into more detail about Maurice Linnell cookies in another episode. Right now, I'll be talking about uh, Salerno cookies, especially the butter ones. Uh, I will run you down a list of what the other kind of cookies that Salerno manufactured. And here we are. First of all, we have the butter cookies. Um, I love the butter cookies, but my absolute favorite, my two absolute favorites were Bonnie shortbread and Royal stripes. I love the Royal stripes because they were same as the fudge stripes that Keebler makes. They make them now, but there was something special about the Royal stripes. Uh, they were more, rich chocolatey flavor and it was delicious i love them i wish they brought those back also uh they also made coconut bars vanilla wafers royal graham crackers astro creams they were sandwich cookies and vanilla flavor of course chocolate chip oatmeal ice oatmeal the gingerbread cookies uh and at christmas time they had the jingles Oh, those are good. They still make those around the holiday season. You can still find them. Let's see what else. They made uh, fig bars, just like fig newtons that Nabisco makes, macaroon crisps, chocolate and vanilla sundae, sugar cookies, royal bonbons, royal strawberry mellows, probably marshmallow filled in there, ah, almond windmill. Those are good. Peanut butter flavored, angel, cl- angel cake, excuse me, coconut crisp. Assorted cream sandwiches like chocolate and vanilla, and oh, of course, salting crackers and the oyster crackers that you put them in your soup. And let's see, they had Holly Hobby mini cookies that came out about in the 70s. I remember those graham crackers, uh, and scooter pies. I remember the first time I saw scooter pies was on Laverne and Shirley. Penny Marshall ate those and they were probably made from another company, but uh, Salerno made those. I never had those as well. Okay, and uh, let's see what else. So uh, 
they're still around, but they're, they've been sold to another company. But according to most people that I see on social media, the, the recipe has changed and it's not the same. So that's, uh, that's a shame about what happened, but, uh, you can still buy them in the store. You can, um, get them at Jewel or any other, uh, Walmart, of course, and Target. Uh, I, I remember my mother bought them when I was growing up in Jewel. They were, they were available in Hilo, Dominic's, um, uh, Eagle, mostly, uh, at those stores as well. So, uh, the the funny thing about these, a lot of people remembered when they placed the cylinder butter cookie on their index f- finger and then they eat at the ends, which was kind of fun. I did that too as well, but my favorite thing to do with them is get a nice big cold mug of milk and just dunk them in. Sometimes two at a time, one at a time. Oh, sometimes I overdid it and I eat like almost... 10 of them and ugh, it felt, it felt good, but sick at the same time, but they were delicious. Absolute delicious. Oh, so that's, uh, the company was first located at 4,500 West division street on the West side of Chicago. And, uh, it was at an art deco building. Uh, they tore that down about a few years ago, which is a shame. And then they moved operations to Niles, Illinois. And people said they, when people that live in the surrounding areas love the smell of it. And it was the same way uh, for my old neighborhood in Ashburn where Nabisco, they still have the factory there. And you, the people that lived around there, they have the aroma f- floating around. Oh, and they tell me they, they love that. And I knew a lot of people and their parents worked at that factory in, at Nabisco on the Southwest side of Chicago. So I would say that uh, Salerno cookies were the best. Um, I don't know about the, what was that called? The uh, the jingle. Yeah, the jingle about that. I'm going to look that up and tell you about that. Let's see. Look it up. I, I posted, you see, I wrote a story about Salerno cookies on my blog about two years ago. At uh, vanishchicagoland.blog. If you have, if you miss it, you can read it. Let's see. So there's always someone on Facebook or Twitter that would write the jingle. Oh, here we go. And here it is. Mommy, what is it, dear? I want a Salerno butter cookie. I. That's pretty much. I remember from other what people say but they also remember uh the real jingle and i think they played it on the radio probably before i was born and i remember they advertised salerno cookies during bozo circus on channel on wg on channel nine also on channel 32 and one commercial i remember you can find this on youtube is a talking teddy bear and he was advertising salerno chocolate chip cookies and I think the bear, I think uh, they sold teddy bears, I believe, uh, just like what, what they did with Cuddly Dudley and, uh, with the Chicago Tribune during the 60s. So I did find one teddy bear on sale on eBay. Uh, I think it's gone now. So it's not as uh, well known as other gimmicks they do with food. Okay. Uh 
that's all for now for Solano uh, Cookie. So I will talk about some other things, uh, some posts I did for the past week. Let's see what we do. I'll go back just a few days and uh, let's see what we have. Oh, here we go. Uh, there's a restaurant that I posted uh, last week. Uh, it was called The Bakery Restaurant. It was located at uh, 2218 North Lincoln Avenue in Chicago. And uh, it was famous for their recipe for beef wellington. And uh, the the owner and the chef, his name was Louis Sosmarthy. I, I can't pronounce his name. I know he, he published a, a cookbook. It was called The Bakery. He was, uh, he had his picture on it. And then he was well known to a lot of Chicagoans during the time. And uh, I heard the food was excellent. Um, he specialized mostly in Hungarian food, because I believe that's where he's from, in Hungary, from Hungary. And like I said before, they loved the beef wellington. And a lot of people followed that recipe in his cookbook. And they've, they said it came out excellent. So I never, to be honest, I never had beef wellington in my life. I would like to try it. And maybe someday if I buy the book, I can try uh, cooking it. So we'll see about that. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is, uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Uh, next restaurant I will talk about is Barney's Market Club. And that was located at 741 West Randolph Street in Chicago in the West Loop. And uh, the most famous saying that the owner of the place would say, yes, sir, Senator. You know, when I was interviewed on a radio show, someone called in and mentioned that. And I had no idea about it because uh, I wasn't familiar with the restaurant. And uh, a lot of people loved the place. The food was excellent. Uh, a lot of It entertained a lot of politicians, uh, tourists. They loved the place so much. And uh, so I found a couple of place uh pictures of it and uh it didn't la it lasted for a long time it's gone now so uh they still remember that's that saying that the owner said yes sir senator another thing i like to talk about is uh i posted a photo of a cta bus it was in a bike it was uh painted by in the bicentennial around 1975 1976 and the photo has of a cta bus passing the goldblatt store on state street and i found that photo and it was gorgeous i remember the bus route i used to take that when i worked uh at city hall in the 1980s and uh, goldblatt's uh, my mother shopped there in the 60s and 70s, she she didn't go to downtown much when we moved out um, outside, not outside the city, but near the suburbs. And then she shopped at Goldblatt's, which was located at 79th and Cicero. And that store was there for years, many, many years. So uh, the next thing, um, here's, a, here's an item that uh, a lot of people are not familiar. It was a restaurant called The Fabulous Mr. Adams. And I found a menu of that. I never heard of this place. And I always love to find obscure places. Uh, like some people remember, some people don't. And this restaurant was located at 4570 North Broadway in Chicago on the north side. Uh, it's near a community college. I don't know which one it is. Is it, uh, I don't think it's Wright College. I think it's Truman. Uh, someone could correct me that. 
And it, I'm just, I just love looking at menus from the 60, 50s, 60s, 70s of the price. You compare the prices today and the food items. Sometimes they're mostly the same, but some they add uh, recipes that nobody makes anymore. So uh, another picture I posted this week was Demet's, Demet's Candies. And uh, he was a Greek immigrant. He came here probably the early 20th century, maybe the late 19th. And he opened a candy store in the Chicago Loop. And they they spread out like wildfire. And uh, his, his most famous uh, item was turtles. You can still buy turtles, uh, I believe, in Fannie Mae. But uh, from what I understood... People mentioned that the turtles that the Mets came out were excellent. They were just wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, let's see. Another thing I, went, I posted was a restaurant called Cricket's Restaurant, and that was located at 100 East Chestnut Street, right near Water Tower Place. Uh, that uh, was very popular. I think it was opened in the late 70s, and it was uh, – through the 1980s. Uh, right now it's a hotel. I don't know the name of it. Maybe I could look it up and I will tell you. I'll be right with you because I believe Dicka's restaurant is there. Okay, here we are. Yeah, Mike Dicka's restaurant is right there. And it's a... Uh, Let's see. I don't know what kind of hotel. Oh, it is called the, let me get it. Be right with you. Yeah. Mike Dicka's restaurant is next door. It's the Tremont hotel. And, uh, I remember seeing advertisements about this restaurant. They are matchbooks available on eBay. So, uh, I did a little digging on the restaurant and, uh, I heard it. The food was excellent there. You know, it's touristy. A lot of tourists like to eat it. Uh, I think Ditka's opened maybe at the same time next door or, I don't know, after it closed. I have no idea. I wouldn't I wouldn't have any idea of that. Let's see. What else? Oh, another. Here's here's the last photo I posted on my Facebook page on Van Chicago Land was B. Dalton Bookseller Store. That was a, uh, you had two bookstores in the loop that were well-known. Well, actually there were three. Uh, one was Croc and Bertano's on Wabash Avenue. Everyone loved that store. I will talk about that bookstore on a later, a later time and go into more detail. The other one was B. Dalton Bookseller Store. And the other bookstore, it was called Stuart Brent, I believe. Uh, I don't know much about it, but a lot of people remember it. I think it was there from the 50s and 60s. So uh, the photo I posted for B. Dalton, uh, it was located on Wabash Avenue. I don't remember the exact address, but it used to be Altman Camera uh, Store. And that uh, it was located previously some other location somewhere. somewhere I'm sorry. And uh, I think maybe if it moved or closed, then B. Dalton moved there. I think B. Dalton, B. Dalton moved there about in the 70s. And when I worked downtown in the 80s, I used to visit two of those bookstores, Croc and Bertano's and B. Dalton. So I would go to Croc Bertano's first, and then I go to B. Dalton. And B. Dalton had, uh, had a 
when you go inside the lobby, it was like really wide. And I remember the stair, the stairwell was way in the back and they had the magazine racks up front. I liked the store very much. Uh, I used to also frequent B Dalton at Fort, at Fort city mall on the Southwest side where I used to live. And so when I posted this photo of B Dalton, which was a store located at 645 North Michigan, a lot of people just comment on the man that was passing by which I, I don't know. I, I never pay attention to that, but they were asking, who is this guy? What is he doing in front of the store? And, uh, but a lot of people like looking at the photo of the bookstore. And uh, I just enjoy reading comments from people. Sometimes they're hilarious. Sometimes they're sincere and kind. Others get a little off hand and they get nasty or they just tell bad jokes about it. But uh, I just let it slide. You know, they, I just enjoy reading them. So uh, that's it for this episode. I will talk about more on my next episode. I'm trying to find time to do my podcast because uh, uh, it's hard to do it during the day. I usually do it at night when it's quiet, but I have this opportunity to record it right now. So I'm glad you enjoyed the show and uh, I will talk to you soon. This is Pete Castanis with Vanish Chicago Land Stories, the podcast, and hope you will join me for episode six. Take care, everyone, and bye-bye.